0: There are so many trials going on, but some people are having a trial inside of their trial. And that's even more monumental when you're having a trial inside of your trial. Um, This trial, unlike most trials, most trials we say, why me? Isn't that what we do? We're going through something hard and we go, why me? Why does this happen to happen to me? Why does this happen to happen to us? Uh, But in this particular trial, we can't say that because this is a global pandemic. This is happening worldwide. As we speak, there are people quarantined from China to California. Uh, All over the world there's people living in a state of quarantine or self-quarantine right now uh, to help stop this. And so this trial is a different one and I wanna encourage you more than anything this morning, how are you doing with this trial? We're gonna share some things that hopefully will help you in this trial. There'll be more trials to come. We don't know how long this trial is going to last, but we are in this trial and God knows we're in this trial and he's in this trial with us and he's never gonna leave or forsake us. So let's jump in. If you guys have a Bible, you can, you can look there. It's uh, Mark chapter four. I want to read a few uh, things out of this. We're going to read the whole passage and we're going to break it down. And my prayer is that this applies to your life as much as it does to mine and to all of our friends, brothers and sisters out there and family members who are in this unprecedented, tri- unprecedented trial right now, that God will give you the strength and the victory, not just to endure, but to be victorious, literally be victorious uh, uh, in this trial. And so uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 35, goes like this. Uh, that day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, uh, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. And there were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and waves, uh, the, the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion and the disciples woke him and said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you have, still have no faith? So the disciples, a couple of things that apply to this story and all of us as well. Uh, and this is really where the story began, the disciples left the crowd and got in the boat with Jesus. And I would say from my experience, that's where life begins. If you happen to be listening, I know most of you are in the family of believers, you're a follower of Jesus, you've already made this step, but life doesn't begin until you begin this step. And quite frankly, it's at some point, you gotta leave the crowd <laughs> and get in the boat with Jesus. And there's so many people who some, simply won't leave the crowd. Uh, and, and the problem with that is they're not in a boat with Jesus and they're going through this trial in a completely different way. Uh, they don't have the hope that you have. They won't maybe have the victory. We pray they do. Uh, but the point is, you got to leave the crowd and get in the boat with Jesus. It's it—it's really where it all begins. It did, for me, that's where my journey began. I trust, trust yours uh, began there uh, as well. And that's because the crowd is often going one way and Jesus is usually going another. Maybe you guys have realized that. If you guys realized that? Mm-hmm. Crowds rolling Amen. one way. Jesus is going another. you got to choose your road. you got a path to pick. And this is really where life begins. Uh, so whatever you do, make sure you get in the boat with Jesus. If there's one thing you do in life, you got to start there. It makes all trials different going forward. And sometimes, listen guys, sometimes we're in a storm in life because we're not following Jesus. And looking back at your own life, maybe you would realize there was some stuff you've been through, some problems, some trials, and you were thinking, you know what? If I wasn't going with the crowd, if I was walking with Jesus, I wouldn't have been in that trial. That's oftentimes the case. So sometimes we get into the trials because of our choices, maybe bad choices, compromises, whatever it might be. And as a result, we're going through a trial that we didn't have to go through, but we are because of our choices. However... Sometimes we go through trials because we are walking with Jesus. Sometimes we go through trials because we're in the boat with Jesus, and there's a purpose in it. These guys in the story are going through a trial because they're in the boat with Jesus. And uh, you know, when we when we look at this, that's the same with us in life. There can be sometimes matters of persecution. There can be matters of uh, you look at the past church, the early church. Uh, they were going through certain trials, and Paul talks about it all the time. He was going through these trials because they were following Jesus. Um, We look at church history. We have believers right now, two countries that this virus affected first and foremost was, um, was China, obviously. There's an underground church movement blowing up explosive in China. And yet in the middle of this church movement, there is persecution of the church in China, the underground church in China. And so at the same time this is happening, this other epidemic, there's a dual... There's a dual trial going on. There's two storms going on at one time. Same with Iran. The next news we heard about is how this virus was affecting Iran. That was one of the first countries we heard about. And also in Iran, there is an underground church, church that is growing widely in Iran where Iranians are coming to Jesus because they know he's a liberator and he liberates them and sets people free and they want what he has to offer. Now here's the deal Um, in in Iran, the church is also underground trying to be covert, but we have personal friends who have, by the grace of God, been able to get out of Iran, but they were persecuted and locked up and put in jail because of their faith. And so sometimes you are in a trial because of your following Jesus. <clears throat> but I don't know about you guys, <clears throat> I'd rather be in a trial because I'm in the boat with Jesus. I'd rather be in a trial for following Jesus than be in a boat without Jesus. Can I get a witness? Amen. Anybody okay. Big congregation today. Um, But yeah, honestly, I'd rather be in any trial as long as I'm in the boat with Jesus than be in a trial without Jesus in your boat. So this storm in the passage, the storm comes suddenly. And you and I know when storms come, they come suddenly. This crowd didn't say, hey, let's grab our rain gear, let's get in the boat. They didn't know a storm was coming. If they knew a storm was coming, they wouldn't have even got in the boat. But oftentimes in life, when the storm comes, we don't know the storm is coming. And that was the case with these guys. They got on the boat with Jesus. They had no idea the storm was coming. And suddenly, the storm came. When this virus came our way, we had no idea. We heard about things in China. And before you know it, you turn around and you realize, wait a second, this is heading through Europe, and you listen to Italy, what's going on, and you hear of quarantines, and then we were told, uh, let's limit groups to 250, and then let's limit them to 100, and, uh, you, and then before you know it, 10 or less. And, And now all of a sudden, you know, we have this social spacing and they're obviously trying to do this to mitigate the rollout and the progression uh, of this disease. Now, these pandemics have been going on since the beginning of time. And I trust God is going to give you victory in this, you and your family and your loved ones. But we need to trust and we need to keep our eyes on the one who's in the boat with us right now, right? We need to keep our eyes on him rather than just keeping our eyes on the news. It's okay to be informed, but listen... Some of you right now, and for some of you, this might be a gentle rebuke, okay, in love. Some of you are spending way too much time on the news. You're spending so much time on the news that it's actually robbing you of what God is trying to do in the middle of this very storm. We're looking at the wrong things. Check in once a day, you get an overall status of where things are at, but don't get caught up in the cycle. The cycle is crisis, pandemic. Uh, You know, it, It has everybody in the wrong zone, and people get immersed in this, and it begins to take away your hope and it begins to take away your joy. And uh, that's not the call that God has for your life. So be informed and be safe and lead well and love well, but don't get wound up and caught in this uh, current, current issue, the news cycle. So the disciples, <clears throat> storm is sudden. They do one thing right. The first thing the storm happens is they run to Jesus. And that's what we all need to do when a storm comes. <coughs> Can you hand me that water, please? The first thing we all need to do when a storm comes is run to Jesus. We all gotta, that's what you always wanna do in any storm in life. Number one, if you run to Jesus, first best move you could ever make in a storm. Why? Because you wanna get, listen, you wanna get as humanly possible, you wanna get as close as humanly possible to the one who has power over everything, amen? You wanna get as close as humanly possible to the very one who has authority and power over everything. So when a storm comes suddenly in your life, of course you run to Jesus immediately. That's monumentally important. That's one thing great they did. But the next thing they did was not so great. The next thing they did, they ran to Jesus. And the first words out of their mouth in verse 38 is, Teacher, don't you care? Don't you care? And that's a rhetorical question. What they're really saying is, teacher you obviously don't care. Teacher, if you're allowing us to go through this, you obviously don't care. And the sad thing is, that is the furthest thing from the truth. So yes, run to Jesus in your storm, but be careful how you phrase your circumstances. They were looking at it completely backwards. They were looking at it from from this perspective that if I'm going through a trial, God must not care. And let me just tell you, loved ones, that cannot be further from the truth. If you're going through a trial, it's the furthest thing from the truth to think that God does not care. He does care and he does love and there's purpose in the trial. And this side of heaven, you and I might not have the answer to why. But many people, because of this why, because of this question, don't you care, why don't you care about us, God? Even disciples, even people who say they love Jesus, even people who are in a boat with Jesus, even people who are traveling with Jesus are saying, why don't you care? You obviously don't care, Jesus, because what's going on around us. It could not be further from the truth. I want to encourage you, you may have a trial right now inside of this current trial. I know, you know, Joey's got back pain. We're praying for you, buddy, that God brings you through it. <clears throat> Another dear sister is having heart issues in our church. We're praying for them. They have a storm inside of a storm. Our dear neighbor who is going through a potential foreclosure process, who we just prayed over and got with them yesterday and just got to lay hands on them and pray, and and, and God showed up and there was just tears of joy in the middle of a trial. Some of you are having a trial and a trial, and you don't know why. I have my own trial within this other trial. I don't know why, but listen, if you camp out on the why, if you don't move forward because you don't have the answer of why, if you if you turn that question the wrong way at God and say you must not care, that's completely the wrong thing. So Jesus uh, does something profound with this. But the wrong question is, it's okay to have the why, but you can't stop at the why. And be careful how you frame the why, because their why was aimed at one thing. God, the reason this has happened is obviously you don't care, and that's completely the opposite from, from the truth. So uh, tough times never mean that God, that God doesn't care. Jesus, in fact, said the opposite to his followers. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. In this world, you will have trouble. It's a guarantee, folks. <laughs> in this world, we will have trouble. It's guaranteed. He goes in the same breath, in the same statement. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And that's why you wanna be in the boat with Jesus when you go through a storm. Because yes, there's trouble, but take heart. You're in the boat with the one who has overcome the world, who can overcome anything that you're going with as well. And the disciples are beginning to learn this very slowly but surely in this passage. So Jesus gets up in the middle of this and answers their question, you obviously don't care. Jesus is like, I can't believe they're thinking this. And he gets up in this boat in the middle of the storm and plenty of times they've seen Jesus speak to sickness and the sickness goes away. Plenty of time they've seen Jesus speak to a, a spirit and send it away. But this time, Jesus gets up on this rocky boat with waves coming over and wind and hail coming down and water and people can't even hear anything because the storm is so loud. Jesus gets up in the middle of all of this and looks out to the storm and says, quiet, be still, poof and it all calmed down, just like the water in this glass. The raging storm became as quiet as this, settled right down, and everyone was like, oh my goodness, who is the one we're in the boat with? Yes, he's a miracle worker. Yes, he's the savior, the Messiah, but who in the world can command nature? Who in the world has authority over nature? Forgiving sins is profound, God does that, He sends other people sometimes and there's healing and from sometimes through prophets and sometimes we see these supernatural things. But to get up and command nature and take authority over a storm, which is beyond this level of supernatural we can comprehend, that's the one they're in the boat with. And I don't think they're ever going to forget from this point forward when they step foot in a boat, who they're getting in a boat with. The one who is the savior of all things. He's the authority he has the authority over everything because even nature always based on which is absolutely profound so the teaching point for Jesus and it always is is when you're in the boat with Jesus it's the way to go through life it's the way to go through your trials Jesus asked them this the waves calm down everyone's catching their breath and Jesus has to go up to the disciples and ask them a question because they asked him a question he's like why are you so afraid and why is it that you have so little faith And Jesus puts their fear and their lack of faith together. And the reason Jesus puts their fear and their lack of faith together is because when it comes to fear and faith, there's only one that's gonna win. It doesn't mean our faith exists in the absence of fear. We all have fears in life. Right now you have fears possibly going through this trial. This um, COVID-19 pandemic, you don't know how it's gonna affect you, your loved ones, you're not really sure. I get it. We all have fears. We all have doubts. We have concerns, especially for those who have challenged immune systems and loved ones here or around the world or people that are elderly. But the point is this, there is a war going on between fear and faith and both can't win. Only one can win. And they were so afraid that their fear had trumped their faith. And that's why they were reacting in fear and they were freaking out in their boat and they weren't trusting Jesus and they said, you must not care. Uh, Jesus challenges their faith in this question. Uh, and I would say the same is true with you and I. When it comes to fear, when it comes to faith, you've got to make a decision. In the middle of the storm and you turn on the news, and by the way, turning on the news, get get informed, okay? I'm not saying be ignorant of things. Be informed. That's wonderful. And then turn it off. Because if not, you're going to reap what you sow. You are going to be immersed. You are, you are what you eat, so to speak. And if you're just immersed in chaos all day long, pandemic all day long... You're gonna be immersed in pandemic yourself, and God didn't call you to be immersed in pandemic. We're the called out ones. In fact, I would suggest to you, church, God is calling you to lead in a time like this. You have someone in your boat that your friends and family and neighbors don't have. You have the king of all kings in your boat. You know, I got to thinking about this coronavirus. The coronavirus, by definition, it's not our first coronavirus. The reason they call it a coronavirus, Is because when they blow up the virus on a microscope, they look at it, and on that they see what looks like a crown. It looks like a crown. If you've seen a molecular structure of the coronavirus blown up, and they show it all the time on TV, it looks like a crown. So because it looks like a crown, they call it corona, which is Spanish for uh, crown. Probably not good business for corona beer right now. I don't think they're selling a lot of of beers right now, but the bottom line is this. It looks like a crown. And because it looks like a crown, they initially said, we don't know much about it. its coronavirus. Not the first coronavirus. There's been other types. This one is a unique strain, and it's taken a path of its own. They're figuring it out. They're studying it. They're trying to work through how this one manifests and it reacts. But the point is, it has a crown on it. And what so many people are afraid of are this virus with a crown on it. There are people around the world that are scared to death of this little virus with a crown on it. The one I'm talking to you today about is the king of all kings, okay? He is the king above all kings. I don't know if you're fully getting that. The king above all kings. Lord above all lords. That means anyone on this planet who's ever worn a crown... Our God is the king of all of them, and every knee will bow and tongue confess to that king. Anything that's referred to as a king or royalty in any way, shape, or form, anything and everything with the reference of a king is under his authority. Why do I bring this up? Because coronavirus is under his authority. And the church needs to know that he's going to give you victory through this trial because you serve the king of all kings. Excuse me? Amen. 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 Okay. I got an amen in the house over here. Got kind of quiet, like <laughs> preaching to a church mouse or something over here. Uh, so he's asking, why are you guys lacking faith? And, and the, the other thing is this, guys. You have to know a couple of things. God loves his children. He says, I will never leave or forsake you. Uh, this is time for the church. This is time for the church to rise up in this trial. This is time for the church to lead in this trial. You have answers to life that some people don't. People don't know where to turn right now. This is time for you to be the light of the world. In fact, I would suggest to you that God has stopped the world and slowed the world down enough for you specifically so that you can be the light of the world. God has slowed down the world for you that you can stop and see things that you haven't seen before. We went for a walk last night as I was sharing. We got to, we met, I met this other uh, pastor family, ironically, they rat out walking their dog and even people walking their dog, it's, it, the people are so afraid. Obviously, of this fact people change sides of the street, even out in the public on the street. And so we engaged them and got to meet them. Come to find out, this pastor has a really enormous decision to make, and he was very troubled by this decision. So I got to just encourage and speak, and even give him a word um, in the middle of the street of a perfect stranger of a God, a divine, a, a, a divine appointment out on the street. And we were still keeping our social spacing, but you can still minister to people. And and I would just encourage you, there are times around you for you to lead right now, for you to check in with loved ones, for you to check in with neighbors. Can I get you something from the store? How can I pray for you right now? They're like, excuse me? Yes, how can I pray for you right now? I'd love to pray for you. Is there anything you need? This is the time for the church to step up and lead. I don't I don't remember anything that's happened in my lifetime that's caused the world to slow down, all on the count of three. From every end of the globe, primarily stopping and slowing down, self-quarantining. The Bible says, "Be still, and know that I am God." It's in times like these when we slow down. It's in times like these that we can actually walk with God in the very definition of the things that He has for us, without getting caught up in the cycle of busyness and the things that kind of kind of rob us of these things. Um, a couple things I want to share. Last scriptures. We're going to close here in about two minutes. What time is it? One announcement. Huh? Uh, one announcement after this, okay? We got we got one announcement from my wife, the announcement lady, who's so much more than an announcement lady. Um, anyway, a couple of scriptures I want to read to you here is uh, Matthew 6, 33 to 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The Bible's saying don't worry about tomorrow. It has no value. Jesus said No value to worry at all. You can't add a single day to your life. So stop worrying today. It's a command of Jesus. There's A lot of life on the other side of that. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You gotta know he cares for you in this trial and your loved one. Cast your anxieties. It doesn't mean we don't have them. Again, faith is not the absence of fear. Faith just refuses to let fear drive. Faith will not let fear drive the bus. No matter how loud fear is, no matter how aggressive fear is, faith says, I'm sorry, I hear you, but no, you're not driving. Faith is driving. Anxiety is not the absence of faith, but what do we do with it? We can't let it lead. We can't let it rule. Cast your fears upon him. Jesus says, says, throw them on me. I'll take them. Cast them means literally launch them like you launch a football. Just launch it. Take your anxieties, launch it like a fisherman would take that net and throw it with all his might, throw it out there. Launch your anxieties on Jesus, he would say. Philippians 4, 5, and 7 says this. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition and thanksgiving make your requests known. uh, And listen, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He's saying... I believe to even to us in this environment, with all this stuff going on, family, you have to guard your heart and your mind. You must guard your heart and your mind. If you're not guarding your heart and mind, it's not gonna happen for you. So right now, you gotta guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. It's so, so important, and we do that by fixing our eyes on him. Jesus, the author and factor, perfecter of our faith. It's really important. The last one I wanna share with you is Deuteronomy 31, and it's verse six. And it makes a general statement in there, and I wanted to make it specific. I felt the Lord said it was appropriate to add a specific word to customize the scripture, because it's a lifelong promise to our current situation right now. And that's this. You know the passage, Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of this coronavirus, For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. It says because of them or because of this or because of this coronavirus. The Lord your God goes with you and he will leave you. He will never leave you and never forsake you. You can trust that. You can trust that. That's always true. And that's why family, that's why you get in the boat with Jesus. And that's why um, we don't try to Avoid a storm, we try to go through the storm. That's why we look at these storms and these trials as tests from God. That's why we get closer to the one who has authority over all storms. That's why we do storms differently than everybody else does. That's why you and I get to lead in storms. That's why we get to love in storms. And this is why we also get to encourage others in this storm. They don't know, they're looking at the waves too and they're freaking out. They're looking at the water coming to the side. We need to encourage them where to direct their eyes so they can guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as well. The waves can be fierce. The volume of the, of, of the, of the waves can be loud. It can be crowding out everything we know as peaceful. Uh, and that's the way trials are. The wind's blowing hard. You can feel it right now. Some of you are challenged with a work situation. What am I doing? I'm having a storm in a storm. I can't work because of this. What? A, I get it. You're in a storm inside of a storm but you gotta go through it with your eyes fixed on the king of all kings. And you gotta know that this opportunity right now, it is an opportunity. And this storm won't last, but things are expected of you and I in the middle of the storm, literally expected of us. And when you begin to step out in some of the things expected of you, you begin to see, wow. Some of you are gonna be able to say, you're gonna be able to say, you know what? If it wasn't for that storm back in 2020, if it wasn't for that trial back in 2020, if it wasn't for coronavirus, this pandemic, slowing the world down and causing me to stay in place, if it wasn't for that, then this never would have came out of it. And my prayer for you is to discover what is the this that needs to come out of this trial. You don't want to waste your trial, family. We don't want to waste our trials. We want to leverage every trial we get. Paul leveraged every trial he got. And later on, he said, I've been shipwrecked, abandoned, left for dead. And he leveraged every trial going forward. And it's powerful. You want to leverage every trial you have. You don't want to waste this one. You don't want to go through this time just checked out, watching the news or getting to chill and just sleep in. You want to leverage this for the glory of God. And I trust each one of you who are wonderfully and fearfully made out there, who God's put unique gifts and calling and distinction in every one of you, I highly encourage you to get with Him right now, the King of all kings, and ask Him, "What do you want from me, God, in a time such as this? In a time where work has slowed down, the phone has slowed down, you've given me a truckloads of time. You've redeemed the times for me, God. You, you put me in this time and place where I've got like I'm almost in a vacuum." I'm not rushing, coming and going. I got the groceries I need. Maybe everything except for toilet paper, right? It seems to be the only thing we out yeah. Who knew toilet paper? Who knew toilet paper? Uh, if I did that, think we should start on the black market on toilet paper. Uh-huh. But God has you slowed down for a reason. And I just want to encourage you. Say, Father God, and we're going to pray this for all of us right now. Father God, show us what we are to do in this trial. Not just to hold on and get through it not just to not get sick or to not spread anything. Um, show us, God, what we are to do. With the, we're a marked person, God, where we have a calling on our lives. You've given us gifts and talents and resources. Show us what you want us to do, to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, right where you placed us. Show us how to love our neighbor. That'd be a great place to begin. Show us how to love our neighbor right here in the middle of this storm right in the middle of this, God, show us how to love everyone around us who's tucked in and maybe living in fear. Show us how to love our neighbor. Show us how to live for your glory. Show us how to reach out to others. Show us how to represent you well, God. And I pray for everyone in need right now in the church. You would do glorious things and you would reign in this time of need. We love you. We look to you. Yes, we're in a storm. Some are in a storm, inside of a storm. But God, you're the king of all the kings and you're in the boat with us, Lord. So we have nothing to worry about. And We thank you for that mighty God. In Jesus' name, thank you.
1: Them. I just want to encourage you all, um, you know what, this is a time where we're being tested. And you know, I think um, that the temptation is to hold on to everything um, it, it, because we don't know what tomorrow brings, but, but Jesus does. And so I just want to encourage you to still go online and tithe if Valley Metro church is your home church. um, if it's not go and and tithe on your church because you know, uh, it's so important. Our, our bills, the Valley Metro church have bills, have not stopped coming. We're still paying, you know, for everything, our rent, everything else. But I just want to encourage you. It has really nothing to do with money. It really has to do with bringing God into our finances. And I know Pastor Brian is not big on talking about tithing, but I am because I know how important it is. And I know that the day, everything shifted for me when the day I said, okay, Lord, come on into my finances. And you know what, God can do a lot more with our 90% than we can do with our 100%. And so I just wanna encourage you, um, even consider giving an offering um, above and beyond your tithe only, only because it's just a way to say, I trust you, God. And if you just can't right now, we we understand if you can't give an offering and you can just tithe, that's fine too. But we want to encourage you to invite God into every part of our lives, you know, and and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't stop with, with finances. It does, it's every part your marriage, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your neighbors, every single part we want to offer up to God and say, have it all. We bless you, we love you. So glad that our pastor was able to um, speak today and um, we bless you all. We love you and please, 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 I can't urge enough. If you have a need, we would love to meet it. And so let us know what it is. And
0: listen guys, we're also going to tag you. A friend of ours uh, who's come and spoke at the church, uh, Pastor Lynn Corey, uh, is a big proponent of this loving your neighbor, uh, neighboring initiative um, of loving your neighbor. Some of you remember him. He's come and he's shared a book. He has a brand new book out on Kindle. And he decided to give it away completely free for only one week. Uh, But it's going to be a book. We're going to send you the link. We have our church mailing list. We also have you on Facebook who uh, joined in this. We can see everybody who joined this Mm -hmm. feed. We're going to send you the link as well. I want to highly encourage every one of you. This is a very strategic thing. And this may be your very ministry in this season. Lynn talks about ways of God God orchestrating times and paths and seasons, where he orchestrates these little connections that can only happen by God's sovereign design. And I believe much of our season is like this. And I want to encourage you to download this book and read it and say, Lord, how do you want me to apply this right here where I'm at? I'm in my house. I might be here for a week. I might be here for a month, apartment, whatever it is. What do you want me to do? And I would believe this is an, a, a perfect solution for many of you. And so we're gonna send that link out to all of you. Uh, it's a free gift from our friend, uh, Pastor Lynn Corey. And God bless all of you guys, we miss you. Also,
1: just to add to that, there's a Bless Every Home app. Uh, it's not an app, it's, it's just online, blesseveryhome.com. And you can go in, type in your address, and it will actually help you keep track of who you're reaching out to. It'll give you the name of all your neighbors. It is a phenomenal website, and you know, um, when I was telling one pastor about that, he said, did Lynn Corey actually um, create that, or does he know about it, and I said, I don't know, so he was going to connect Lynn with that, he, he, he might have, because it is his heart, but I encourage you, let's use this time, let's use this time, let the devil himself put out the coronavirus, because he wants us to all go back to our busyness, but let it never be you know, let's be led by the spirit and I encourage you to do that. And if you haven't um, opened up in, and subscribed to your right now, Media's free subscription. It's a great way. All kinds of Bible studies, all kinds of yeah, leadership. Let me, tools. Let's say that again.
0: So we provided for everyone in the church and our friends online. If yes. You're part of the church family. Extended. All we That's need great. is your,
1: your email address typed into the, um, the, uh, Facebook Live. Yes,
0: and so what it is? It's 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 resources you cannot get anywhere else. They're not on Vimeo. They're not on YouTube. They're not available online for free anywhere. But these are a, an exhaustive list of every kind of conference, leadership conference, worship conference, parenting course, marriage class, all kinds of epic things, conferences, and some of the most premier teaching from around the the, the country. Have been all uh, uh, put in this catalog, almost like a Netflix, yeah. and we pay for it for you, so you can have this exhaustive resource at your fingertips of any kind of study, any kind of topic you're looking for on your phone as an app, or you can uh, stream it right on your TV, and it's a great alternate to just binging on Netflix and way you can get edified in the process.
1: It's great, it's great. We just did John Maxwell's "Everybody Communicates, uh, but Not Everybody Connects" it was phenomenal. And am I connecting better now? Yes, we've yeah. Much See, better. and. <laughs>
0: Thanks,
1: John. <laughs> and um, also, we're the kids and I all week have been watching Tony Evans. Watch your mouth, which is a great, um, great series on what we say. You know how important it, it, our words are. Um, but there's stuff for kids. There's all kinds of content. You you can learn how to be a better salesperson. There's marketing. All kinds of things. So if you are not linked into right now, if we have not sent you an invitation, add your email address below and we will do that today. God bless you guys. We love you.
0: God bless you guys. We'll see you soon in person. In the meantime, we'll see you next week for Virtual Church while we get to live out being the church until then, okay? God bless you guys. Amen.